Welcome to Apples and Oranges. It's a podcast with a theme song that we are so lucky to have guests wild out to. Uh, with me today, as always, is my co-host, Jack. Yes, I'm here, and I'm sweaty after the little dance battle we just had. Uh, you're unable to see it, but just hear my hear my perspiration. It's, it's very squishy sounding, very moist. You sort of sound like you're walking on sponges. Uh, I, I often am walking on sponges. Sponges or eggshells? Because uh, right now we have uh, one of our most fragile guests we've ever had with us. <laughs> with us today is the very funny comedian James Donlin. Hey, what's going on? I am fragile as an eggshell. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but let, let's not get it twisted. You're this isn't you're not your run of the mill uh, cage free or cage full egg. You're you're sort of a Fabergé. Oh, yes, I'm gay. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> What's well, up, guys? Well, Thanks for having me on. Oh, of yeah. course. James, of course, of course. One thing we'd like to know about all of our guests is, do you have any debate experience? Formal, informal? Do you like to like, argue, us, argue I with someone? I love yelling at people in group chats. You know, mm. back back in the 2016 2020 election cycle, I'm a I'm a hot fucking paragraph drop in the group chat. Like, this is my opinion, bro. Very nice. Oh, so excellent. you you like Take you like to ever. think it through. You like to think it through and let it out. You're not much of a you, you no. don't speak it usually. No, just just stream of consciousness. No punctuation. No spell check. Hit send. <laughs> okay, well that's a little closer to what we do on this show because we don't use punctuation or uh, punctuation or ch- uh, spell check. So oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we tried to get a you know a word counter aboard we had our um you know our assistant copernicus we had our assistant you know kind of keep track of how many words uh you yeah. know just for the sake of um you know uh, search engine optimization and whatnot but uh right. you know it, it's hard because we sort of speak at a mile a minute yeah. and he yeah. also started charging us per word counted so uh we quickly almost went under but yeah yeah, yeah. That'll the ship yeah, <laughs> it almost did. It almost did. We almost yeah. let him go, but uh, we need Copernicus. We don't like to admit it, but we need him. Yeah, yeah. You need some help around the office now and again. Yeah, someone to clean up shop, sweep the floor, shine my shoes. Just That's yours. So true. <laughs> well, well, Jack's shoes come shiny. <laughs> pre-shine shoes. <laughs> I I wish Jack, you got such a good deal on those pre-shine shoes. I know it's pretty sick. It also helps that everywhere I go, before I take a step, I spit. <laughs> I spit onto the shoe. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of great like forward motion thing. <laughs> like frozen. Um, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of icons, uh, I've actually got two iconic topics right here for your your first debate, James v. Matt. Um, Matthew, you're going to be debating in favor of a current world leader. And Mm. James, you're going to be picking a seafood of your choice to debate against uh, whichever world leader uh, Matt tries. But I'll sort of vamp until... Sure. I mean, so it's funny, you know, I had actually had to do this recently on the show. Um, and I, I was uh, arguing in favor of, I believe, uh, sort of the, you know, famous runner of the Illuminati. Um, but uh, the issue, <laughs> uh, she, she's a high ranking official, but uh, mm. not the current leader. Oh, um okay. However, for the sake of keeping this show interesting, I'm going to be debating in favor of someone else. And that is 
I, I mean, the, the best leader I know of, someone who sort of manages this wasteland we live on uh, really well. I'm talking about Immortan Joe uh, from, from Mad Max Fury Road is my, my current world leader. I, uh, he, he's, he's my, he's my president. He's my president. Uh, Morton Joe is, uh, I, I mean, he, he had such a great rise to power. He, uh, he sort of controls all the water, all the guzzling. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I, I think I'm going to let this speak for itself as far as my opening statement goes, and I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Whoa. That's, please, please, James, go right ahead. I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about, Matt. First of all, what? <laughs> if, you, if you think some some post-apocalyptic, wet-brained sort of moron has anything on clams, you got another thing coming, Matt. That's not how the world works, okay? Clams filter the water for themselves are a viable source of food and nutrients. And there's not many foods that come with jewelry that is a potential find when you crack open that fantastic shell. So I'm hot, I'm ready to go, and I think I got the upper hand in this debate right off the bat. Let's open the floor. Right off the bat, I gotta say, clams don't have oysters. Or don't have pearls, rather. It's oysters that have uh, the pearls. So clams, they don't come with jewelry. Damn. <laughs> and, well, uh, you know, I, I consider a nice fried clam a real, you know, like the equivalent of a diamond in my in my culture. Okay, that's like the the, the cream of the crop, the top of the uh, the top of the haystack, there, buddy. Well, you know what is the cream of the crop to me is water, because uh, we, we don't get a lot of it. You know, Morton Joe, he's working to make sure everyone gets a waterfall's worth of water. Uh, and these clams, they want to keep it all to themselves. <laughs> so your regular water, what is it? H, two O's, you know, like this is yes. not what we even need. This is not, <laughs> this is a basic compound. You find it 75% on earth. In this water bottle I got right here, clam juice, all right? So I got your stinking water out of the way. It's my baseline. And you know what I add in there? The fishy residue from the inside of a clamshell. It's got saltiness, the brininess, and the nutrients of the excrement of a shellfish that lives on the <laughs> side of a rock. All right, buddy? If clam juice is so good, then why do why is it always why is tomato always added? Why do they need to make a clamato? I've never seen just clam juice getting sold. Then you haven't expanded your horizons, bro. Okay, wander down your local Whole Foods. Keep your eyes open and look at that top shelf. There's a bunch of dusty, untouched, slowly fermenting clam juice. You ever got drunk off a of clam juice, bro? <laughs> uh, it was one crazy night. <laughs> I actually have a quick. I have a quick question for Matt. So you know, as we know, Morton Joe's living in the desert, post-apocalypse. His immune system probably hasn't seen the its best days are behind it. You know, he's got his big apparatus he wears. So That's like wrong. You, Matt, You're so wrong. His uh, best days are ahead of him. You can you can address that later. But I'd like to ask, how do you think uh, his do you think his body would be able to process uh, a bottle of clam juice or would it kill him instantly? In oh, he, oh, he would totally be able to process it. No problem. He is like, he's got so many crazy chemicals pumping through him. He is, I mean, I'll just say it. He's a baller. He's a pimp. 
these <laughs> these these clams they don't have anything on a morton joe they're they're weak little nothings they uh they 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 don't have what he has i've never seen a uh, i've never seen a clam run the desert uh with as tight a grip as a morton joe uh james how would you do you agree with that no do you think i disagree <laughs> with that bullshit no jack that's not how the world works all right this guy thinks he can come at me with his fancy college degree and tell me all about <laughs> movies well you know what you know what matt i live in the real world and morton joe he's portrayed by uh hugh keys burn according to my phone <laughs> actor you know everyone knows hugh keys burn they're their favorite actor and you know listen here on wikipedia hugh keys burn number one favorite food clams <laughs> Local well i got clam some news lover. for you what i got some news for you buddy clams what? Claims are, per- are portrayed by Paul Giamatti, okay? <laughs> Every, <laughs> Every single clam is portrayed by Paul Giamatti. He's a great performer, but the character is lacking something. <laughs> you know what isn't lacking? The delicious flavor. If I cracked open a Morton Joe, is there going to be something I can dunk, fry, pick up for $5 a basket at the Coney Island Nathan's hot dog stand? No. Where can I find yeah. him? You know what they got down there? They got sand. But you know what? I'm not eating the sand, baby. That's what Immortan Joe's job is. My job is to just lay five dungarinos on the counter, pick up a nice cold beer, and throw back a few fried clams, okay? That's what I do on my weekends, okay? I'm not keeping the water from people. I'm not prostituting anyone out. <laughs> I'm not driving. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not driving a car called the Giga Horse. First of all, Giga Horse. You know, is that a subtle reference to the Giga Chad, the toxic masculinity trend in America's popular culture right now? Clams never hurt anyone. I see clams (laughs) as the feminine fruit of the sea. All right. The beauty. You ever seen that picture of like the birth of Venus? What's she standing in? A clam. She's standing in an oyster. You, your, your clam is a bastardization of the most gorgeous. Uh, the most gorgeous creature in the ocean. Listen, I don't get caught up in semantics here, Matt. I'm talking about anything with a shell. That's clams, okay? Anything that you <laughs> find in the ocean with juicy meat inside of it, clams. <laughs> well, okay, so, let's so, talk about the clam. The Immortan I Joe, have a quick question. Open, he'll taste a like a crinkle-cut for... fry. Sorry, re- repeat that, Matt? A Morton Joe would taste like a crinkle-cut fry. Pissing me off here, Matt. I have one question for, for James before we move into closing statements. So if anything in the ocean with juicy meats and a shell is a is a clam, uh, what is your take on turtles? My God's, fi- God's favorite clam. That's all I got to call them. They, they li- you can make soup. Anything, they make soup, turtle soup, clam chowder, scallop bisque, okay? This is the way the world works. The world is based on things you can make soup out of for thousands of years, okay? And that's, in my opinion, all that I need to say because I've run out of answers for you. I'm sorry, James. Are you arguing in favor of every single shellfish? Or are you are you arguing in favor of clams? I think I made my position very clear here that I don't know what I'm talking about. And and I think with Folks. that, let's move into let's move into closers. <laughs> Folks, we got him. Uh, I'll, I'll start if I'm not breaking up too much over this zoom call. Uh, I'll say that, um, 
And Morton Joe is an amazing leader. He provides water for everyone, uh, everyone who really needs it. It's good, fresh water. It's not salty, clammy, briny. Um, and clams are little weaklings, and they don't have pearls, and they don't have Venus on the half shell. And they're not cute like turtles. They're just little fuckers. Um, and so I'm going to leave that there. I yield my time. All right, all right, all right. You said a lot of stuff in this sort of debate here. But you said, we got them. We got them, folks. That's the last line that you said in your statement before. You know who else said that? The United States government when they had finally gotten Osama bin Laden, okay? Osama bin Laden hiding out for thousands of years under the under the watch. <laughs> we couldn't find him. We couldn't find him. And then you know who got to him? SEAL Team 6. SEALs, their favorite food in the ocean, clams. If you don't have clams, you don't kill Osama bin Laden. That's all I got to say. God bless this country. God bless America. God bless the Coney Island Nathan's hot dog stand that sells the greatest fried clams this side of the Pacific Ocean. Wow, folks. Uh, I'm giving this one to James. Uh, this is that... For his patriotism, for his amazing argument, uh, it was beautiful. It's like JFK versus Nixon. If you watched it, you'd give it to Matt. But if you listen, you know I won. I'm the Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've had such an intense flop sweat this whole time. <laughs> I, I am not a clam. I am not a clam. <laughs> You're not a clam, but a bit clammy. Uh, and. Oy, and... Oy, oy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got I got these two topics right here. I got these two topics, and they're uh, they're hot off the presses, and uh, my 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 internet is treating me very well right now. Um, so you look like a Morton Joe right now, bro. Your face is distorted <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I I, <laughs> I think it's all the guzzoline I've been chugging. Um, <laughs> so I got the I got these two topics here. Um, Jack, you're going to be arguing in favor of a one-hit wonder uh, song. Mm. Uh, and James, you're going to be arguing in favor of a name, particularly a boy's name. Mm. Uh, um, I'm ready to go. I'm going to be perfect. arguing in favor of the song Happy Birthday. Um, it needn't any other tracks on that album. It's going it, to... We associate it with the some of the best memories that We've had in our lives the people around us um and i <laughs> i really don't think there's any other category any other thing that could perhaps beat the song happy birthday um and i'm gonna see i'm gonna let's see if james can let's see how he approaches this because it's gonna thank be you for thank you for your time your honor i i'd like to make my opening <laughs> statements here um happy birthday you hear it every year and over time, that shit sort of goes through one ear and out the other. You don't even really know. You sing it without a second thought in your brain. And I don't add any of that special stuff at the end. I'm talking about that basic part. You don't even remember it. What you do remember is a man named Winston. Winston is a once-in-a-lifetime special name, okay? There's so many powerful people associated with that name. It's a unique title a un it's almost like the ghost rider only one man can wield the powerful the immaculate the spectacular 
title of Winston, which is a unique special occasion that is nothing on the yearly riffraff of happy birthday. Um, other than Winston Churchill, who was a famous glutton, uh, who who else is there that bears the name? That's you know, this is so powerful. There's a character in New Girl, I think, named Winston. <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, let me let me Google. Let me Google. Famous. You know, while James wins. Google's, um, let's just everyone close our eyes for a second and and think about that one day every year where you are sung to, treated like a you know royalty and the best but that's the best part of happy birthday if you don't want to be uh have such an indulgent birthday as i assume winston would um you can have it more chill you can just do like uh you don't have to sing the song there's a shorthand for it just saying happy birthday um she came before the song and i i think no character in new girl could possibly take away those memories when i'm sitting there eating gobs of cake and smearing it over my face and opening the presents and hearing my friend say, can I, I want the toy on top. I want the toy on top. Uh, you can't have the toy. It's my birthday. Let's remember who we're singing to. Because uh, it's <laughs> the big man upstairs. The big man upstairs. Yeah, by the way, sorry for always wanting the toy on top. I just, I want the toy on top. Matt, you are selfish. <laughs> selfish. <laughs> So we all know Winston Churchill, right? We all are familiar with Mr. Winston Churchill. You know, he loves cigars. He was a black dog or whatever. You know, he's the he's the number one with the bullet, Winston of all time. But, you know, when it's Jack's birthday, ah, Jack has a couple more birthdays and we'll have a couple more of these. You know who you don't know? Winston Reed, a New Zealand professional soccer player who plays as a defender for England <laughs> Premier League club West Ham United, or perhaps maybe Winston Duke. Uh, oh. This all sounds like mediocre people. If we have to stutter on their name, we have to Google them. They are ass. And, you know, James earlier was saying, oh, you know, you forget the middle part of the song. No one forgets the middle part of Happy Birthday. This song, everyone knows, it is the best one-hit wonder ever. Uh, and I'm going to bet my kids' kids will be singing this song uh and as it's originally intended um and no i mean look maybe in 100 years though winston there, there will be enough winston's uh to make that name have clout or any kind of significance but right now winston is something you would probably name a, a gerbil or a ferret or a creature or if you were born <laughs> at the turn of the century 100 years ago you could name someone winston but i don't know a single winston you know, Matt, everything, everything old is new again, right? Uh, let's talk about vinyl records. Let's talk about those bicycles with one big wheel, okay? Everything comes back around again, particularly names, right? So you'll just be walking down the street in, let's say, Williamsburg, and they'll be like a nice interracial couple, and they'll have their beautiful baby with them, and they'll be like, Cornelius, Cornelius, where are you going? So I'm willing to bet that over time, Names like Winston, Jack, your ch children's children, they will be saying happy birthday. But who will they be saying happy birthday to? My guess, statistics show, a child named Winston. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. names like Winston and those sort of things that come in and out of vogue, it is very secular, right? A couple hundred years ago, you know, Winston may have been a popular name. Now it just hurts everyone's ears. But, you know, happy birthday was actually invented <laughs> and written in 1893. And it, it hasn't had any ebbs and flows in popularity. This train just keeps fucking going. It's going to be a bigger sensation when my kids, kids, kids are dining with uh, 
Winston Bot or whoever it's going to be at that time. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that name's outlawed by then, uh, just given that how harsh it is in the ears. Uh, listeners, we will have our assistant, if he's available, edit out the name Winston and bleep it out each time. Uh, just click so- for the edit. I um so it's I just want to quickly acknowledge uh um James it's true I can't be caught dead without my penny farthing but uh I actually have a question for Jack um now now uh Jack uh what what's your response to these um these these birthday songs uh that they that they sing at at uh, restaurants that are uh typically a different song altogether yeah it's uh it, it's a pale pale imitation they're chasing the dragon uh and every every attempt at trying to create a better happy birthday song most of the time it's always by a corporation it's never by anyone who cares it's it's applebee's or uh the olive garden they want to sing you some shitty variation don't let them next time you're in the applebee's listeners stand up and demand the real happy birthday is your right and if they do not sing the real happy birthday song you get a free meal at most of these places try that uh the movement starts with you Bribing the populace will do no good for you, Mr. Jack, okay? Let's get one thing straight. The superior birthday song is the one that Black people made up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. That's the birthday I want to hear. And if my friends come at me with this with this Ritz cracker version of the happy birthday song... Listen, what kind of show are you running here? All right. We got three white males here. No diverse voices. I'm speaking on behalf of, of the, the entire black community. <laughs> yes. Yes. We know, James. That's why you did the black scent. We all heard it. It was Happy great. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. That's that's my retort to your ignorant point. So, so. What do we think the major like, like? How many black people named Winston do you think there are on Earth? So what do you think many. the predominant so name of Winston? So I think they're all after Churchill. I think every Winston is probably black at this point. <laughs> of course, black icon Winston Churchill uh, really <laughs> changed the baby naming trends. Wow, good for good for Mr. Churchill. He was uh, the black th- dog, dude. The black dog. <laughs> That's what they call him. They call him the black dog. I think you're confusing him with a Led Zeppelin song, but uh, I, I think we're ready for some uh, closing <laughs> statements. Yeah, I'll I'll just go ahead and start it off by saying, uh, my opponent here has once again continually pulled the race card. He's always doing this. Uh, and <laughs> you know, I think we just got to go ahead and and give happy birthday. Uh, we, 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 I think the main crux of my closing statement just needs to be the clarification that there's a difference between different takes and stylistic takes on the OG song. Like, you know, the stylistic, the musical stylings of the black community sing happy birthday, whoever you want to sing it. But if you're a company trying to literally change the words, change the tune, uh, that's not okay. And that is everything that someone named Winston would stand for. Uh, someone milk toes, white baby name. Black dog, uh, imperialist, uh, <laughs> I yield. Damn. You know, Jack, earlier you dropped, oh, you could just say the base root, happy birthday, and it indicates something. Well, you know what the base root of Winston is? Win. And how about all the winners throughout history? <laughs> if I have a beautiful baby boy, and I want him to feel like a victor, I want him to feel like he goes out every day and tackles life 
one one victory at a time. I want that son to have the base root in his name that showcases his attitude, which is a winning attitude, a winning son, win stun attitude. <laughs> Winston, better than happy birthday. Too many variations. Winston is the one and only a rare name. It's a unique piece of uh, pop culture. Wow. Um, so I was originally going to give this one to Jack, but that was such a stirring closing statement. I, I got to give this one to you, James. Ah. Uh, uh, Two for two, baby. It, it helps uh, that you have a gorgeous singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it certainly helps. Um, so there we I, have it, folks. And, and, and here we have two more topics. We're just going to keep diving in. We got to keep this energy up, folks. Uh, oh, yeah. Because uh, we need to see if James can be slain. Um, <laughs> slain. <laughs> <laughs> screw. He's sort of the smog of this podcast. Uh, yeah, Matt, if you guys don't know this listening, Matt and Jack actually hire a man to stand in the corner of your apartment with a katana to slay you on the event yeah. of your loss after a <laughs> string of victories, putting the, 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 the founders of this podcast to shame is it's a tightrope walk of your own life. I didn't realize I was putting it all on the line here, but I think I'm uh, keeping it together, keeping it strong. You're, you're yeah. definitely keeping it together. Uh, but it's sort of, we we're sort of very good at uh, rigging the show to make sure we're never killed. It's sort of our bread and butter. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the people standing behind us with uh, katanas, it's actually an illusion. Really? They're pool noodles? Yeah, they're pool noodles. Well, um, yeah, the people are pool noodles. The katanas are very real. Oh, the katanas are true. <laughs> I come myself all the time in those things. Um, <laughs> so I've got, I've got a topic for you, for y'all. Uh, no way. Yeah, way. Matthew. So that, that happens on this podcast? This is crazy. Um... Not as crazy as these two bad boys. We've got Matthew, debating in favor of a country of your choice, and James, a Hell fast yeah. food chain of your choice. And uh, folks, we're, we we've got James under ribs. You know, I basically just had to get his energy out that last that last debate. He did kind of beat me in that final round, but I I had him. Matt, Matt's just going to do a quick cleanup job here. Yeah, it's I'm going to clean easy. up. They I'm call me the, the pickle jar of the debate scene because once the first guy loosens it up, the next guy comes in and pops me open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know that's why I'm going to be arguing in favor of uh, Japan. I'm going to be arguing in favor of Japan. Um, uh, they have a great, fascinating history of, um, of, of like honor uh, their uh, their entire political history is fascinating. The samurai uh, were indicative of uh, one of the most like interesting historical periods that any country in, on Earth has ever had. Um, and uh, on the world stage today, they're flourishing. They're creating art that everyone around the world loves. Uh, people all over the world are fucking nutty for anime and manga, even though it's all from one country. Uh, because uh, Japan just has the sauce. They have such unique, distinct artistic styles. You can look at art from Japan and know where it's from, and it's so distinct to them. Um, and uh, just so many great movies and great music. J Japanese jazz and jazz fusion is, like, awesome. Uh, uh, and uh, Tokyo's a really, like, interesting and beautiful city, and the countryside's gorgeous, um, and, uh, and the temple's are beautiful and japan's a really cool country and uh you're arguing in favor of a uh, uh, what what a goddamn pickle jar i who gives a shit i yield my time <laughs> all right all right all right <laughs> you think japan is such a cool place well i've never been to japan but you know where i have been 
a little place called Taco Bell, okay? Taco Bell is the number one fast food chain in my book by any measure. By simply the fact that they have the reigning supreme among choices between alcoholics, people addicted <laughs> to new weed, and moms in their 30s. <laughs> That's my opening statement. I, I, need I say more? Uh, probably. <laughs> the, uh, new weed uh, is an epidemic that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> new, weed. New, new weed is poisoning our children. Yeah, dude. It's too strong. It's okay. New weed's too strong, man. You go to the deli, you get a free roll, and then I'm like, am I on DMT right now? What the fuck is going on? I want just to hang out. Yeah, that's a it, side piece. That's not part of my Taco Bell argument. Yeah, okay? yeah. It's so it's such a problem that they sell it at they sell it at Taco Bell. Apparently, folks, Japan is very strict about weed. You cannot get weed into Japan. Uh, fun fact is that uh, Paul Paul McCartney was banned from Japan not once but twice for trying to bring so much weed into Japan that he was <laughs> deported back to Scotland, the countryside where he was uh, living uh, in the seventies, and he decided to release release an album called McCartney 2, which is insane. It's an insane album. It's his best art. And it's uh, it's because Japan knew what to do. They knew how to handle the guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, uh, back, in, uh, back in 1948, a man named Glenn Bell started up a little hot dog stand <laughs> in uh, San Bernardino, California. And over a series of transitions and changes over time, we got what we know today as Taco Bell. So I have one man I can, I can point to as the origin for my topic. What, is there a guy named Peter Japan? <laughs> Who's the founder of Japan, Matt? Can you track that history? Do you know the ins and outs? Is there a singular Wikipedia page to give you the definitive history of the Crunchwrap Supreme? Of Japan, you mean? <laughs> of Japan. Whatever yeah. the equivalent of Japan's Crunchwrap. I don't know. Um, yeah, perhaps probably. a California roll. Perhaps um, a California roll. Well, well, here's what I'll say. Uh, there, you, you don't have that for Japan. Uh, because... Uh, I don't subscribe to the, the great man theory of history. Japan is full of great men and women and others. There are so many fascinating people. There, it, it doesn't come from one person. It comes from millions upon millions of people uh, passing on uh, great traditions uh, through the lineage. Uh, uh, Taco Bell is a corporation uh, that gives people poo-poo attacks. <laughs> Can I can I ask a question of uh, of Matt real quick? Is is Hello Kitty Japanese? Is that a Japanese thing? I, I believe so. I believe I believe oh, is Sanrio. Matt, I got what I needed here. <laughs> Hello Kitty, arguably the animal mascot of Japan. And you know what? That's all fine and good. The animal mascot for Taco Bell is a dog, and dogs defeat cats nine out of ten times if they're animated if they're 3d rendered or if they're in real life i would say if you matched every dog across the world against every cat across the world i'd say the canines come on top therefore that taco bell has picked a stronger more formidable adversary in the animalistic mascot war that is incoming in 2058 i'm getting ready for it i'm putting my stock into taco bell the military industrial complex 
I'm ready for it. Matt, is Japan ready for it? Japan's ready for it because to continue getting sidetracked, cats would obviously beat dogs. We got the big cats, folks. We got the big cats. We got the big cats. This guy, this guy, he's for- he forgot about the big cats. He forgot about the big cats. Look at his face. Look at his face. He forgot about the big cats. He forgot about the big cats. You think I forgot about the big cats, Matt? <laughs> you think I would be feeble enough? You called me the Fabergé egg. That means my mind is an intricate, uh, ornate pattern of thoughts and ideas. And I consider a lot more things dogs than you would even think. Bears are dogs, okay? <laughs> Horses are dogs, okay? Absolutely not. Okay? Um, Republican senators, those are dogs, okay? I would say anyone... Anyone who even for a moment, even for a a twinkling within their grandma's eye would consider that a tiger could take out a bear. You know what? Also, Matt, sharks. Sharks are dogs. There's dogfish. Those are my points. Those are the things that I've decided to say. I've come on this podcast. I've laid my soul bare. That's not even my closing statement. Imagine the level of passion I will bring in the next thing. You know what? You know what? You know what are cats? What? Raccoons. Humans. <laughs> all primates. <laughs> okay, you can These have all primates, cats. okay? But I get bears and horses, buddy. Bears and horses. Uh, okay. And we have humans. <laughs> we got the we got the big brains. We got opposable thumbs. You <laughs> You think sharks have opposable thumbs? You think no! You think sharks and horses pollute the earth and cause global warming. I think humans will outlive and outpace themselves much, much quicker than any of the dogs. What a sidetrack, but let me get back to something. Japan's fast food. <laughs> I don't see any Japanese fast food making its way over here, but I know goddamn sure as well, you will go to Japan and you'll find five to six Taco Bells with menu items you would never consider to eat. Japan, Japan has such fucking good food. Taco Bell has like five things. They all taste the same. Oh, he's looking mad. James is looking mad. He, they've got like, Taco Bell has like five things. They're different combinations of the same few ingredients and they all taste the fucking same. They all give you the poo-poo pains. Japan's got humans. Humans have opposable thumbs. Humans are going to destroy the earth and all the dogs and the sharks and the bears and the horses with it. <laughs> Fuck Taco Bell. <laughs> Let's hear those closings. 1948 Taco Bell is invented. What happened three years earlier? In August of 1945, the United States dropped two nuclear bombs on Japan. And from the energized patriotism that outgrew in those three years in between came the kind of industrialized forward thinking of a man that would invent a global sensation such as Taco Bell. I don't even need to continue to argue. So I will just list some of the fantastic additions to culture that Taco Bell has given to the community of the globe. The Doritos Locos Taco, the Baja Blast. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again for the rest of my life. The spicy potato soft taco is the greatest (laughs) piece of food I have ever put into my mouth. If Japan can top any of their, have any of their foods top the spicy potato taco, I will 
lay on this man's sword. I will lay generously <laughs> to be slain by the by the 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 16-year-old boy you paid to stand in the corner of my room and threaten me with a big old knife. He is an intern. James, you dug your own grave. <laughs> talking about the nuclear bombings of Japan. I mean, talk about cruelty. Talk about unnecessary. And then you know what Japan did? You know what Japan fucking did? They rebuilt. They rebuilt. They rebuilt. And they created one of the greatest empires that no. the Earth has ever seen. Yes! No! Yes! Yes! <laughs> And they made all the fucking types of sushi. Let's talk about some of their other accomplishments. Pokemon, and then fucking and Dragon Ball and shit. Everyone loves Dragon Ball, don't they, folks? And and okay, okay, okay. So you got Taco Bell. You got your you got your your fucking little shit there. How about every single type of sushi roll? How about all that? How about gourmet cuisine? You don't have that shit. And they rebuilt. They rebuilt. Taco Bell never had to rebuild. Except from the fact that their food was so bad and caused people so many stomach problems that they had to rethink their whole system. They were like, alright, how do we make food that doesn't, like, kill people? And then they, like, found stuff that's, like, a little bit better. Japan rebuilt from the ashes of, of nuclear bombs. The only country ever to be hit by a nuclear bomb. Not just once, but twice! And they came back from the ashes like the mighty Phoenix, James! So put that in your Doritos Locos taco and smoke it, pal. I yield my time. So, no. Uh, I've got bad news for both of you, and that's that this debate was so fiery that it's it's a tie and it's going into a sub debate to declare the winner. And that debate is dogs versus cats. Uh, <laughs> let's fucking go. So let's just let's just dive right in. No opening statements. Let's just hear the uh, the dog v cats settled once and for all. This is for all the marbles. Uh, you can see the intern sharpening his sword in the background. Uh, cats are independent really creatures. Nice. Cats are independent creatures. They don't need fucking everything from you. They're independent creatures, which is what makes them like humans, the smartest fucking creatures on the planet. Cats don't even know their own name, you feckless, <laughs> ballless, cat worshiping Egyptian. Listen to me. I know. That the human advancement, the pure, the pure will to live of man has only been improved by the addition of man's best friend. And you know what cats have done for us? They've stolen our babies from huts. They've <laughs> peed in sandboxes inside of our homes. They've knocked, they've knocked grandma's ashes off of the top shelf. Fucking hilarious. And then pissed in the ashes, <laughs> thinking that it was where they were supposed to go. Dogs go outside where they're supposed to. Cats are nothing but a nuisance. Cats are nothing but something to be wretched, little, sharp-clawed bacteria crawling from the ooze. <laughs> Cats are nature's jesters. Cats are nature's jesters. They're charming. They're charismatic. They have a good sense of humor. Uh, dogs are little needy babies. You don't think you dogs have a good sense of humor, bro? They lift their leg to piss. They lift their leg to pee-pee. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're so needy. A cat is like a little like cool roommate, like that listens to like cool music and shit. And a dog is like a baby. A dog watches Yo Gabba Gabba twenty four seven. 
I'd rather have a baby in my house than a creature whose intentions I have no idea of understanding. Cats <laughs> are almost too advanced. They are untamable, ununderstandable monsters that sick-minded individuals allow to cradle in their home. I'll give you this, James. I'll give you this, James. You're right about this. They're too advanced. Which is why they've been worshipped as gods this whole time. Because they're fucking gods, James! Am I a cat-worshipping Egyptian? Well, if being a cat-worshipper makes me an Egyptian, even though ethnically speaking it doesn't quite line up with my whole, you know, lineage, fuck it. That makes me an Egyptian. I worship cats because they're fucking gods. We'll never understand them, but the least I can do is enjoy petting one. Dogs are, uh, dogs are little dunces. You worship an animal who makes you scrape its pee inside your own home, okay? <laughs> I like to scrape my animal's peas outside. You gotta, you gotta touch the pee. He touches the pee. Me, I use a little shovel. I use a little shovel, and it's the least I can do for salvation. You let a cat outside, you see if it comes back like a dog comes back, buddy. That cat's going to go have three other families and philander on your ass. I'm talking about loyalty. I'm talking about the basis of friendship. I'm talking about macho man Randy Savage, okay? That's the kind of things that I'm interested in. Those are the kind of things that I believe this country was founded on. And I am the lone wolf of the pack, okay? Wolves, dogs, Taco Bell, Nacho Supreme. <laughs> if they're so loyal, then why are they? You're you're not making any sense, man. They're loyal, but they're also lone wolf cats. You know what you to expect from them. They are a, they are lone wolves. They are the true lone wolf. They are completely independent. And no. then when they bestow upon you the honor of of being nice, of some friendliness, you really feel like you deserve it. Dogs have no taste. Dogs have no taste. They'll be nice to a child molester. They don't give a shit. They like anyone. You know, Jack, all I got to say is that when you have a friend, this is this is just this is all I got to say, Jack. OK, this is this is I don't know if I can top this, but if you got a friend or a buddy that you haven't seen in a long time and you dap that brother up, you call that motherfucker your dog. OK, if I saw my friend from years past and I said, yo, what's up, cat? I think my friend would divorce me. I think my friend would slice <laughs> me open with a katana. Dog is a term of endearment. Cat, cat is an isolationist term, okay? And I'm trying to integrate with the matrix of the human experience and truly extrapolate on what it means to be a man. And dogs have assisted me every step of the way. Imagine if you will. You're having a chill night at a jazz club. You're, you're smoking your cigarette, you're wearing your black beret and your dark sunglasses in an already dark room. And who do you see across the room but the coolest fucking saxophone player you've ever seen? You walk up to him and you go, there's some good stuff tonight, cat. You're a cool cat. Now, you see... See, it doesn't even sound cool coming out of your mouth now. Look at your face. You know it's not the same. <laughs> Folks, you can't look at my face, but you can hear the timbre of my voice and the, the timbre of the sort of the smooth, sultry music that you can imagine when someone calls someone else a cat. Because that's what really we, we all want to be. We all just want to be some cool cats snapping our fingers. Dogs, they're slobbery, they're needy, they're babies. A cat, they're a little more reserved. They're a little, they're a little cooler. Folks, well, you know what the choice is. 
I've I've actually I I've reached a decision. Uh, <clears throat> I gotta say, one one of those heated episodes we've had. Uh, some of the, some of the best tactics, the highest highs, some of the lowest lows. <laughs> um, I I gotta say that uh, I think this episode is for all the dogs. Ah. Look at that! Look at that! The rookie comes in and cleans up shop. What do I gotta say? Taylor, you can sheath your your katana. Taylor, Taylor looks pretty mad. Taylor looks yeah, like he's, he's pissed. Uh, he wanted to. You should have seen him after uh, DTS episode. That was a, <laughs> it was a mess. This guy's okay. freaking out over here. Bloodbath. Um, but wow. Cut off my toe. Uh, he cut off your toe. Yeah. <laughs> now he's gonna cut off Jacks. Oh no, he's coming. Yeah, for you. We lose, we, he just comes for digits when we when we uh, have a, a newbie who sweeps. But wow, in, insane performance, James. Uh, how does it feel to have swept? I mean, I just expect victory in every element of my life. So, you know, this is just another day's work of coming on a podcast. You know, this is just how I, I, I operate. Okay. He's done it. He's put the win in Winston, folks. <laughs> um, James, do you have anything you... Uh, Matt, when does this drop? Because we'd love to give an opportunity to plug some stuff. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's a, it's a good question. I believe this is coming out on September 22nd, I would think, if that's a Friday. Yes. That is anything you'd like to plug me you i uh october 4th uh, the first wednesday of every month i host a live late night talk show at star bar at 10 p.m i did my third one last night not to date the episode but it is probably the greatest thing that i've worked on to date i'm very proud of it it's a very fun time we have a live band a panel of comedians we have a bunch of different things going on uh, similar sort of to the uh, Arlene's variety show you guys have done, um, but mm. this is a little bit different. It's more like monologue, panel based. It's a very fun time, and so if anyone wants to come out and check out the show, definitely recommend it. It's a free show, so come hang out free on Wednesday night. Check it out. Be sure to hang. And uh, I'd, I'd like to plug a, a, a little something, and that is I'd like to plug Jack's wound, as I see uh, Taylor went about uh, slicing your, your right pinky toe right off. So I'm going to be sort of tending to Jack's wound uh, and sort of being his nurse for the following oh, week I'm sure or so. You will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also I'm gonna, I'm going to be plugging the fact that I'm actually going to lick my wounds uh, rather than plug them in the like a defeated cat uh going down mm-hmm. i'm actually gonna go find a place to die like like dogs gonna wander <laughs> off so um next week meow uh, uh taylor will be taking my spot so i look forward to that uh and james thank you again total pleasure thanks for having me guys i gotta get this guy out of my house this this katana wielding intern is really starting to freak me out all right he's freaking us all out bye-bye everyone until next time 